1: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. If you're on TikTok and you're into motoring, you almost certainly have come across Bob Flavin. Uh, his videos take on all elements of motoring and taxation and fuel. And they answer listener queries. And he comments in his own unique way about things for example like public transport and buses
0: the moment you go outside a city environment in this country you end up well nowhere and i'm talking about people who just live just outside towns just between two towns even in towns some of these places are only served by buses that pass once a week some of them only once a day some of them don't even have a return bus to come back the same day bob good morning Morning, PJ. Weird listening to myself there. <laughs> I was thinking, how am I being commented on? <laughs>
1: Do you know, well, well, I have to say, I, I enjoy the cut of your jib as a motorist of of thirty odd years now and paying the costs of it, and really. Bothered at the moment by the price of fuel and the whole VRT nonsense still going on. It's nice to see someone talking straight about these things. We've had a few questions that have come in about um, what we might put to you. But first of all, how did you get started out of this? What's your background?
0: I actually had a whole heap of normal jobs up until about 2007 and seven and eight. Most of them in the motor industry. So I was a parts man in the motor industry, did a bit of mechanic work. I'm not qualified mechanic, but did a bit of mechanic work. Uh, did, I worked in every kind of parts trade and got all the stuff. And then when it came to 2008 and the whole world crashed, everybody was out of a job. I started a blog called Smokers Pack, which turned into the nextgear.com which then suddenly car companies ringing me, asked me to test drive these press cars. My first words were, what's a press car? But Mm. it turns out a press car is is obviously uh, the car that the press gets. And uh, it started in about 12 years later. Here I am, kind of one of the biggest YouTube channels in Ireland about cars, huge TikTok. It's kind of weird. It's a very strange lifestyle, but I created it from the ground up.
1: Good, good man. Now, my first question to you, and then I've got some stuff that's come in from listeners, Bob, because we did plug this last week. So the government have said uh, repeatedly that they want us all, or at least as many of us as possible, driving electric cars by
0: 2030. Can it be done No, it definitely can't. Uh, First of all, there's a massive shortage of supply of car parts. So, not just uh, battery electric cars, but all kinds of cars. There's all kinds of bits missing. So, Russia's one of the biggest producers of aluminium in the world. Uh, Ukraine produces a huge amount of equipment for car companies, including all of the wiring looms belonging to Skoda. So, everything has grown to a halt in production wise. The sales you're looking at now that's currently there, like Ionic 5 will be the top selling car this year. They had a stock with them. That's it. And then the next four cars are all Toyotas. Again, they had a stock of cars to be selling from. Most other car companies are are struggling for supply. We would need to sell nearly 100,000 electric cars every single year between now and 2030 to achieve the targets the government actually wants to do. Plus, guess what? If you're driving a 10-year-old car, you own it, you have no payments to make in that car, you're going to have to get a loan to get the newer cars out. So you're going to get yourself back into debt again to get any of these newer electric cars because they're all pretty Expensive yeah. unless you're, uh, you know, plenty of money in your pockets, even the small ones. You're talking 30 grand for a yeah. small car. Entry level, most of them start around 30 grand, and that's with the grants and everything on them. Like They're, they're not cheap. They're not a cheap investment. The, the more reasonable end of the market is like MG or Renault Zoe. Those kind of end of the market, but that's still in the 30 grand, and they're quite small at that range. So mm. if you want the bigger ones like the Kia EV6, you're up there to fifty, fifty-five thousand 55,000
1: euros. Yeah. There's a company in Wicklow we've heard about that claims it can convert or give you a kit to convert a regular engine like a petrol engine into an electric car
0: do you know about that? Can that be done? Yeah, you can actually do it. And there is kits available online. There's lots of guys across the world. You would kind of write them off as maybe conspiracy hippies or something who've been doing this for years. You know, They've been pulling old Prius batteries out of crashed cars and putting them into other cars. and They've been on it for a long time. But in Wicklow, there is certainly one. But again, the expense is huge because you still have to buy the battery pack, which is the most expensive part of an electric car, is the pack. And like to get anything decent, you're talking between... Ten and maybe twenty thousand yeah. euros to try and just get the pack, and that's before you start converting your car. My dream is to take my fifteen-year-old Saab Leon that cost me nothing to run now, uh, and convert that to electric, which would cost me even less to run. But it's too expensive; it's way more than the value of the car. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is a. D- we know that we've got to do something for the environment. but the electric cars, they're just—they're just too expensive for most ordinary families at at
0: the moment. As regards, it's also debatable, PJ. It's, it's debatable of whether changing to electric is actually good for the environment. There is there is a deba- until we start to generate electricity that isn't uh, peat fired, coal fired, gas fired. Until we generate the fuel in a renewable way, it's debatable that electric cars are not putting out the same amount of CO two as petrol and diesel cars. And that's not being not on anybody's side. I don't care what kind of car you buy, but there's a lot of greenwashing going on within electric cars. There's a lot of idea that they're somehow brilliant for the environment when actually they're not really that brilliant for the environment. Everything has to be mined, everything has to be processed, everything has to be shipped, and then our particular electricity is getting pretty good. Last couple of weeks we've been doing pretty good. We've been windy here and we've got a lot of wind stuff, but before that, very low, very very low per month how much we actually do for renewables. It will. Improve prove, but at the moment, it's debatable how much uh, CO2 is saved by driving electric. I see. I see. Yeah. Air quality, do- air quality is good. <laughs> as, I, yeah, There's no the, emissions. Go. As regards
1: uh, cutting the cost of, of fuel um, at the moment, like that excise duty cut a couple of weeks ago, that was swallowed up. A garage I was in, not far from me here, uh, the 15 cents came off the diesel, and then the 15 cents went back on the diesel
0: probably the same day Well, <laughs> well. They, they,
1: they had the decency to wait a week or two and, and then he said to me he said the 20 cents that came off the petrol he's hearing up the line that could come back on the petrol again like what the hell is going on with costs Bob
0: Right now, we have the, the cost of shipping and the cost of where fuels are coming from. So there's, a, there's an awful lot being pushed on to the Russian war with Ukraine uh, as if it's all their fault, but yeah. actually it's restricted supply. So we don't really buy a ton and we don't buy lots and lots of fuel from Russia. Europe does. Uh, we buy a lot of fuel from Europe. And we buy a lot of fuel from Saudi Arabia and we, we always have a stock of fuel in the country. Now, the problem with messing with just excise duty is that excise duty for the retailers has already been paid, so they've already so they've, they've paid their taxes every month. So that excise duty is already paid. So when you say fifteen cent off excise duty, you're fifteen cent off next month's excise duty, and so. The problem is they've already pre-bought a lot of that fuel mm. as well. So it really was a very small thing to mess with. What the government could have messed with, of course, is the VAT rates. It would have been very easy to drop the VAT rate down to 2 or 3%. That would have been a significant saving for both mm. businesses and users at the pumps, and that was totally dodged.
1: They say they need Europe's permission to do that.
0: Well, they didn't need Europe's permission last year to drop it off of the uh, the catering industry. During the lockdown, did they?
1: There is that too. It's amazing
0: how they can change their rules whenever they feel like it.
1: There is that. There's, in terms of maintaining the car that one has, different engine oils, um, some of the really cheap ones, you might as well be, you know, you, you're doing harm. But what about own label stuff that you pick up with the likes of Tesco and Lidl and shops like that? Is engine oil, engine oil? Do you get what you pay for?
0: You, you very much get what you pay for be very careful if you're go- now if you're going to change the all the content of the oil in your in your engine you should get the exact stuff that the manufacturer's recommended and they will have a number somewhere. It's like being, there's a like VW 50501 for Volkswagen they'll have a very specific number for it so in an oil change situation i would definitely look for exactly the right oil very high quality look for something a brand name you recognize that's been around for a long time don't want to mention any one of but you know the kind of ones i'm talking about but if you're topping up at a petrol station in the middle of the night and you're missing a little bit of oil or the car light has come on, you've just got to put in a litre before you get yourself serviced, probably not going to do the same level of harm. As long as you're not relying on that, if the car is burning oil and you're putting that one litre in every couple of months, then you're probably going to do harm to the car over time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember the old, the old story Niall no, Tobin used to tell. Do she burn oil? And she would if she got it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> do you remember <laughs> yeah.
0: Bob? And the old one, it, it, if it was burning oil, just take a bit of a thicker Oil in and that would solve your problem to some degree because it wouldn't burn it at a high temperature. I don't know. You,
1: you're you're made me, I'm certainly old enough to remember the craze for, for Japanese imports, and there were oh, some yeah. fantastic cars came in during that particular craze. Has it gone? Can you still do it? someone is on saying, I'd love to get a really nice Japanese market car, something with character. How do I go about it?
0: You still have, yeah, that's still totally available. In actual fact, a lot of dealerships this year, you would have seen a new car in the road called a Toyota Aqua. Seems yes. to be absolutely everywhere. Yeah, well, that's a totally adaptive <laughs> import. Never come out here. It's somewhere between Yaris and Corolla, but it's a hybrid underneath. Oddball, car was never on sale here, but it's coming in droves because of the it was cool little thing back. Yeah, it's actually not a bad little thing to drive either very basic, but very reasonably priced. And it's a hybrid. So you're in that kind of you're in the right range of things, modern things. You can still do Japanese imports, they don't, uh, the Japanese system doesn't make it easy. But there is a number of Japanese importers in the country and there's a couple of auction sites you can go to, but they really don't make it easy. Yeah. Language barriers, they don't like exporting good cars, so they don't like exporting Nissan GTRs or any of those kind of top-end ones. Yeah. They prefer if you just left that alone because... Uh, because Americans come online after a while as a car has to be I think it has to be 8 years on the market in Japan before America yeah. can import it or something yeah. so once to get 8 years old Americans just snap them all up
1: I, I drove think, a, I drove uh, a borrowed one long ago and like it was the equivalent of the one you could buy in the Irish it was no different it was it was like driving the Knight rider car there's incredible yokes can can anyone get started where will we you can
0: though? yeah japanese auction sites japanese car auction sites will lead you in the right direction they show you good photographs of the car really things to look out for there's no particular good japanese uh, auction site they're all the same you need a hander on the other side you hand over your money it goes into escrow and the whole lot happens it's about three months of a process obviously shipping the car takes a long time but the one thing to look out for is for go- if you're going to buy something like a prius from japan all of the touchscreen controls, all of the heating controls will all be in Japanese, and ah. they're all hardwired to that. Ah, so, so you well, can't, so you well, can't well, change the, the language option, no? <laughs> no? No, you're stuck with Japanese. Oh, so cool. you got to learn a few little Japanese phrases to try and figure out which buttons are actually present. Oh, so God. some of the cars can be hardwired Japanese, or the physical button will be in Japanese as well, like rear windshield wiper will be all in Japanese.
1: Do, do you have a website people can look at, or a Reddit site or wherever?
0: Yeah, no, sure not about? really. No, literally start looking up the Japanese. But no, Facebook is a good option as well. There's a good number of Irish Facebook users that are out there right now that do import regularly. Japanese imports, clean them up and put them on sale here in Ireland. And, mm-hmm. and they're more specialist. So it's, it's worth doing your research and really looking around for what you're looking for. I wouldn't go looking for something like a Toyota Corolla or something basic like that. Yeah. But you could go looking for something interesting, some yeah. good like... A, I a think GP that's what this, this
1: particular stuff. caller was saying. Something interesting, something with a bit of character but. I I, I'm I'm very conscious of what you say because with so much electronic now, like if you buy, if you I, I once I was driving a, a Renault Cajar and I mistakenly happened to change the language into something completely indistinguishable, and it was only by the power of touch and feel I, I got back to English. But there is no English
0: on these cars coming in, no. No, some of them are actually hardware Japanese, so there's nothing you can do about it. Other, even if you change the whole head unit, you're still going to get some things that will be spouted out to you in Japanese. So okay. it can be quite difficult. It depends on the car. Some of the cars have very modern stuff, Have uh, like every car, all the press car I get, can have any language that's already built into the car. So you can just flip between languages all you want, but the older ones are all hardware, so you're stuck yeah. with Japanese. Plus, they don't like shipping their cars out, remember? Yeah. See, they want to stop you buying them.
1: Okay. Eamon Ryan has been telling us recently to, to drive slowly. He's right, of course. Drive slowly and, and we'd save we'd save money. But the thing about it is I, I've no desire to leave work an hour early or leave home an hour early for work and I'm sure neither does anybody else. So is there something practical, Bob, that we can do to cut the, the soaring fuel bill?
0: there's a good number of things you can do Eamon Ryan is actually right I know he's tone deaf and has a horrible way of saying things at the most inappropriate time but actually he's dead right slowing down will save you fuel and in actual fact driving at 100 instead of 120 could save you 20% on your fuel so it's quite a lot and it doesn't matter what the fuel is diesel, petrol, electric still going to get more distance for going slower but one of the bigger savings as well is the weight of the car so carrying around a set of golf clubs or a bike on the roof or a roof rack or any those things that cause aerodynamic drag that's another 20% that can be a huge factor to the car I know guys carrying around like uh, peat moss, bag of peat moss in the boot and things it's just, it's just been in there so long they've forgotten about the thing, it's like carrying an extra human around with them so the weight of the car is a big one, also the tyres on the car, That the tyres are pumped up properly, flat tyres cause more drag which causes the car to use a lot more fuel and then just go easy with that foot pedal, you know, don't be squeezing it down to the floor, I didn't want to get away from traffic Actually, on, on, on
1: the tires Bob a lot of cars now have this little red light that comes on if your tires are off balance but that doesn't mean they're soft or hard does it?
0: No, that can mean there's an imbalance between. So if if, you're, if your two front tires are supposed to be 36 PSI and one of them is 34, the light comes on. It's not It's not showing you've got a puncture necessarily. It's maybe there's a slow puncture. There's just an imbalance between the four tires. So it's not really a good indicator of whether your tires need to be checked or not. You should be checking your tires once a month for pressure. You should also check for bulges, marks, scuffs, cuts in your tires, things you can't really see when on a day-to-day. It might not be in the outside wall of the time it could be in the inside wall of the Tire. those kind of things are all a safety aspect remember the tires are the only contact you have with the surface of the road and all four tires together make about the same space as an a4 page
1: okay we've all been watching drive to survive and we hear those understeer and oversteer those terms used by these guys who drive at 190 miles an hour which are grand but in your ordinary family car understeer and oversteer somebody wants to know what exactly is that
0: so there's two different methods so generally most cars are front wheel drives you have right now actually most electric cars are rear wheel drive again so we've gone the other way around but say on a front wheel drive when you're coming into a corner and you turn in so you start to turn your steering wheel towards the corner the car the tires are turning but the car is going straight on so the car is heading for the ditch uh, that's called understeer so the car continues on in a straight line even though you're turning the wheel enough to make it happen happens a bit on icy roads you will have experienced if you've ever driven on a really. Mm-hmm icy road, uh, but you would also find that when you have very low grip on your tyres or you're turning in too fast, you get into a corner too fast, that's where understeer happens oversteer is where you've turned in and the back of the car is coming around to where the front of the car is so the back of the car is starting to drift around and you're starting to find the other way around so that's that's oversteer little bit less rare in Ireland because we don't have many rear wheel drive cars a lot of BMWs would be some of the, the uh, other brands Of there Mercedes would have rear wheel drive but usually you won't find too much oversteer unless you're uh, some of the nice enthusiastic lads on cross on little crosswalks at night time or crossroads at night time they'll, they'll find oversteer Very quickly.
1: Finally, Bob, uh, before I let you go, do you see any ease in this fuel price crisis anytime soon?
0: In the, Within the next two months, I expect there will be. We cannot sustain the price of fuel at the moment. It is far too high. People are cannot afford to get to work. If you can't go to work, you can't pay your taxes. If you can't pay your taxes, you're in real trouble. It's getting very expensive for everybody to live now, and the pro- cost of living for everything has risen. So it's not possible to sustain just fuel at two euro litre forever. It can't stay that way. Supply will improve. We're also looking at Canadian fuel coming in, uh, North American fuel coming in, more Saudi Arabian fuel coming in online so once once the actual supply increases we should see a drop at the pumps but Mm -hmm. this is very much we need an active government we need an active uh, td we need an active minister for transport and really need to be stamping all over this very quickly because this is going to make or break the country fuel it drives the price of everything
1: all right bob good speaking with you bob flavin you'll find him on tiktok on youtube any number of different platforms we'll get him on again we'll talk to bob again thank you for that bob flavin Uh, his videos are amusing and he calls it as it is Mag says brilliant call for someone like me who knows nothing about cars except how to drive them this guy makes everything so much easier
0: to understand thanks Bob Corks 96FM